The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. All right, welcome to a special Wednesday night edition of the Saints Happy Hour podcast. This one is free because of our great sponsor, my bookie. Uh, I get asked all sorts of questions about who is to bet on, who you should bet on, who you should bet with. Here's the thing. I don't know who's going to win, but I know where to go to make your bet. The answer is my bookie. Between their live in-game betting, endless props, and fantasy sports wager, there's something for everyone with the best player perks in the sports book business. They've been good to us, and I know they'll be good to you. They're hooking up our listeners all month. Visit mybookie.ag and use the promo code HAPPY25 when creating your account to claim your 50% bonus. Laying down 100, you'll get an extra 50 in play. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E dot A-G. Promo code HAPPY25. You play, you win, you get paid. Terms and conditions apply. All right, Andrew. Uh, Dave is going to join us in. I'm just... here. Dave's here. So right, we're all I'm here. here. I'm curious. Do you guys hear the tea kettle this time, or are we good with I that? I do not hear the tea kettle yet. Uh, it could make an appearance later. Um, here's I'm in my thing. car and my Bluetooth, unfortunately. So. That's perfect. You sound fine, Dave. Here's you actually sound better than me on my Bluetooth, that's for sure. <laughs> here's, the, here's the thing I said to Andrew, Dave, when we got the – the first month of the schedule, I said, what if did the you NFL, say to Andrew? Tell me. I said me. to Andrew, Dave, I said, if the NFL and Roger Goodell hated the fucking Saints and they wanted to devise a schedule to murder the Saints season in its crib before it hit October, this is the schedule they would fucking build. He did say that. Texans <laughs> at Rams at Seattle host Dallas on Sunday night. That is a fucking murderer's row of a first month. Houston? Houston was 10-6 I mean, and has a top uh, okay. 10 defense. Okay. I mean, I you, mean. You, that, combined schedule, that combined schedule is 43 wins in the first yeah. four, right. four teams. Well, um... You know, normally I would say it sucks because, well, I don't know. You know, the Saints really need to, as we've seen in the past, it's always been very crucial. Any season under Sean Payton where the Saints have gone off to a bad start and and been able to salvage the season and gone to the playoffs. I mean, you know, usually they'll, they'll, they'll lose four and four. Um, but, um, so yeah, I mean, I guess you're right. It's tough. Uh, obviously the Rams or whatever. Let, let's talk about the Rams in week two. Let's talk about that. Interesting that the NFL would put the Rams game, the Saints Rams game. That was, that would be a re. that's going to be a replay of the 
NFC Championship game. Uh, interesting that they put it at 325. And that's just a regular um, noon game. Not a primetime game. Even though the Saints have like five, six, whatever, primetime game. I wasn't. Uh, you, you, you didn't even get the best part. The Saints what? have it's, to go to the West Coast on a short week because right, they're playing yeah. on Monday night the week before. Right. So I love that. Let's not make that a prime. Let's bury the no call. Let's not talk about it as much as possible. Let's let's try to put it away. Hopefully nobody notices. It'll just be a regular afternoon game. We don't want it to be on prime time. We don't want everybody to be talking about it. We don't want to make a big deal about it because we fucked up and we know it. We don't <laughs> want to talk about it because we're babies. Unbelievable. I cannot oh, by, believe that, oh, that is not, way, I cannot believe that that's that that's not like either the opening game or the um, Monday night game or Sunday night game. Uh, they buried it. They're, they buried that game on purpose. Oh, and, and by the way, if the Saints are not psyched about going to the West Coast, uh, or if they're not, if they're thinking about going back to New Orleans after that game, we're just going to go ahead and put at Seattle the next week. <laughs> right. So they're just going to wind up probably staying out there. You think they're going to come they're, back? 100% and then- staying out there. 100%. I, I would be stunned if they if they because the thing is that trip to Seattle is so long, right? So, so you, you know, it's the the flight to LA is what three and a half hours. The flight to Seattle is almost five from New Orleans, probably longer. So, that I, I'll be stunned if they they're stay they're staying out in California for a week, I think, and then going to Seattle. But here's the thing, Dave. I, I think we got we got a peanuts dad in the chat room. He's he's listening from Maui. <laughs> no. wow. That's Why where you I went to Maui on my honeymoon. Why are you listening from Maui? It's like three o'clock. Maui, there, Maui. I hope he's on the beach. But thanks for listening. We appreciate it. But here's the thing, Dave. It's also I, like I, it's also like noon in, in Hawaii right now. <laughs> so, so I hope he's drinking a pina colada. <laughs> here's the thing with the Saints. I think it's a little bit of both, Dave. I think the NFL did kind of want to bury the Saints and the Rams. But remember, too, Fox, I believe, because of their TV contract, gets to save – they get to pick five games first. Like Fox says, we want these five, and primetime, you can't have them. So I, I believe Fox held that game and said yeah, they wanted Ralph, it. You but just uh, muted yourself like five <laughs> times in a row there. Oh, did I? I think, I think yeah. that's my, my connection. But So I, I just think – the NFL, the Fox gets to, to save five games, right, that they, they, they don't want to uh, put on prime time. But I think – so Fox kept the game. But I think the NFL moved the game early intentionally to do what Dave said and bury it. Because if that game is like week 10 and the Saints are like 7-3, and 8-2, and two, and the Rams are 9-1, and one, it's a huge game, right? And then they, re- they, they just go – hog wild on the call but because it's week two i think it i think dave's right i don't think it'll be a big as big a deal to call no they're trying to bury it you know they're they're making it a week that they don't want it week one because week one is exciting and it's the start of the nfl season they want it week two after the initial buzz of the season has worn off no one gives a shit about week two it's a 330 game it's not prime time, and like it, it's just, it's totally gonna be buried. I, I haven't looked at other teams' schedules, but I could tell you there is not a team that has a harder first month than the Saints. It's, it's not possible. 
I wouldn't think. You know, because I don't think any team plays four straight 10-win teams to start the year, you know. Um, so, I, so let's talk about let's talk about the Falcons game, Atlanta. Uh, Thanksgiving again. Is this is, is this becoming like the new Thanksgiving tradition? Is it going to be Cowboys, <laughs> Lions, and then Saints, Falcons every Thanksgiving? I kind of like I, it. I wouldn't mind. I was. I wasn't stunned, Andrew, that the NFL tried to fuck the Saints out the gate. But I was stunned that the Saints-Falcons was on Thanksgiving again. Like, that yeah. that stunned me. Especially because the Thanksgiving game was not that great this past year. I mean, it. I mean it's an exciting rivalry, and normally that game is good. But it's not like Saints-Falcons in New Orleans was so amazing that – you know, it was like, oh, we should do this again. But maybe the ratings were good. Maybe they decided, oh, hey, we I'm should sure. do it again. It's football. Yeah. The ratings were amazing, I'm sure. Here's the thing that, me personally, I wish the Saints started every year and ended every year with the Falcons. Because when you start the year with the Falcons, we get to talk shit to them all summer. It makes the, the opening game really exciting. And then, when you play them in the season finale, no matter how your season has gone... You're, you're excited for the last game of the year because you're like, well, even though we can't go to the playoffs or whatever, we got to fucking beat Atlanta to wrap this thing up on a good note. So I wish every year the Saints would open and close with Atlanta. Where where it is, I, I wouldn't really matter. They could alternate it every year. But that's how I wish the Saints-Falcons series would go. Um, Andrew, is there anything else that caught your eye about the schedule besides the brutal uh, start? Um, I, I like the buy, I like the buy placement. Um, so that, that actually felt really good. I feel like, you know, week Wait, eight, where's the buy, where is week, it week eight. So it's like, right, uh, right snap in dab in the middle of the season. And I, I did feel like that was, you know, kind of a needed rest, but I, too often the saints buy is early in the season, like week five, yeah. week six. And so, um, th- this felt a little later in the year, which I liked. Uh, I was really nervous about going to Chicago um, later in the year. So I was also very relieved to see um, that that's happening on October 20th. So um, the coldest game the Saints will have, I mean, really after the bye, they only have four road games. Um, and one of them's at Tampa and one of them's at Atlanta in a dome. Um, so really at Tennessee on December 22nd and at Carolina – on December 29th, those those are their two cold games to yep. finish the season. Um, I'm not psyched about that because I always go home for Christmas, and usually if there's two home games during Christmas time, then I make both. So that really sucks because this year <laughs> the December 22nd and December 29th games are both on the road. Well, the opening game Monday night, it's Houston, so it'll be fun for me. Because I live in Houston, not that I mean it's in New Orleans, but just Saints Texans will be fun. Uh, hopefully, the Saints will win, and I can talk shit. But it sucks that it's on Monday night because then it makes it really hard for me to go since I live in Houston, and I don't like that six. O'clock, it's gonna what? It's a six o'clock kickoff, right, Dave? Isn't it? Yeah, it's like uh, it's like the first of the two six opening ten. weekend Ugh. Monday night games. No, my son will be happy about Monday that. Night game. You'll have a second Monday night game on the West Coast after that. That's we, uh, 
to be well, clear, so I'm gonna need to figure out what games I'm gonna go to. My 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 wife. My uh, wife. My wife's brother is getting married. My wife. A little late on that one, buddy. Yeah, a little late. On. Uh, October nineteenth, he's getting married. So um, I'm gonna have to fig- find a bar in Austin, Texas, to watch the Chicago Bears game. But at least that's on the road. Um, I'm thinking about going back on uh, November the tenth. For Saints That's Falcon. the day before my birthday. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, I, I'm looking at this, looking at this Saints schedule. I have to see, um, you know, my wife. Since she's a wedding planner, what her <laughs> wedding schedule will look like in the fall. Um, but uh, I'd love to go to Dallas. Uh, if Arizona picks Kyler Murray, I will probably try to attend that game just because. He interests me to play. Uh, Atlanta Sunday at noon. That's gonna be a. That's probably the one that I'll definitely go to. Yeah, um, I'm going to that one. So I You're mean, talking about November 10, right? Yeah, I mean they have the the good thing for the Saints. A lot of their home games. Um, I mean, I know they, they, they um, they're they're. Uh, I mean, they they have three primetime games at home: Houston, Dallas, and the Colts. Right. But last year, man, they had a lot of 3 p.m. kickoffs, which if you're traveling to the game, the 3 p.m. kickoff makes it very difficult to get a flight out. You need to to work on Monday. So I'm very excited that they have a lot of 12 p.m. kickoffs. Now, Flex can, of course, screw that up. But I look at their games late in the year for Flex possibilities. I mean, I guess it could, but I I mean – San Francisco's not going to be any good. I think Carolina's going to be not any good. So I don't see the, the potential for flex, for games getting flexed maybe in the prime time. But I guess, mm-hmm. Dave, they do do flexes where they'll, they'll move a game to prime time and then they'll move a 12 game to three. So I guess that could still happen. Um, I have yeah. a couple comments. Um, so I'm looking at the uh, chat real quick, and uh, a couple guys corrected us. The brown bag and ninja coordinator – our bye week is week nine, not week eight. So even better. Snap dab yeah, in the middle of the year. Yeah. Um, you know, a couple of them, uh, let's see, Ninja Coordinator asks, how would you feel about four and four going into the bye? Um, you know, I, I would expect a better record than that. I'd be disappointed in that. But what I will tell you is those first four games, you know, we just mentioned how tough they are. And Ralph and I were talking about this earlier. I really feel like the Saints have to go two and two. If they go two and two in those first four games, then I feel really good about how the season goes. If they go three and one or four and zero, then I mean, you know, they'll they'll be hosting a playoff game. Um, two and two, still everything to play for. But you know, it's so tough that the Saints have this bad habit with Sean Payton of playing poorly in Week One, and um, you know, I, I'm nervous about one and three uh, because they then won a season opener in five years. The last yeah, season they and, won was yeah. Atlanta, 2013. I just feel like one and three, it's an uphill battle, and you know, then they're chasing a wild card at you, best. You, they go one and three, then the best case scenario for them, Dave, is going to be nine and seven, ten and six, and you're going to be either Ugh. fighting your way Ugh. for the for the five six seed, or you're going to be the four seed in a crappy division. Because I just the threw NFC up South a little bit in my mouth. 
<laughs> now, I mean, you know, I will, I will say this, like we're, we're all complaining about the schedule and I feel like we do that every year. Um, and, and last it, year it, we it, didn't know last year we were like, no, Tampa remember we start? were like, man, Cleveland? It's so, the it's Giants, so man, it's so easy to start, it's but a man, we, we better start three and one. Cause it gets so hard. Remember we were complaining about that, but here, here is what I want to say about the schedule. Um, if you look at Tampa, okay, you, you think we're complaining? Tampa has a home game on September 22nd. They don't play at home again until November 10th after that. What the they hell? They are not at home from November from September 22nd to November 10th. Listen to this. At Rams, at New Orleans, against Carolina in London, bye week, at Tennessee, at Seattle. That sucks. And you know what? That five that it's six weeks in a row. I mean, one is the bye, but the other five are on the road with one being with two on the West Coast and one in London. I mean, that's bad. That's also bad for like ticket sales, because even though your home games are at the end of the year, right? Um you It's Tampa. It's Tampa and and they'll be they, they their season could be shot and then um and then you mean their season will be shot. Yeah, their season will be shot and their stadium yeah. will be empty. They were gi- yeah. they were literally giving away free tickets to their season ticket holders last year. They were like, "Hey, you're a season ticket holder. You have two season tickets. Here's two free tickets to the next game." Like that sounds like they'll be doing that again. Sounds like they'll yeah. be offering four free tickets this time. <laughs> so Dave had to run. But I mean what do we have in the chat room as far as uh, as far as questions, Andrew? I mean, uh, Dave. I mean, uh, Andrew. Sorry, <laughs> I'm really confused tonight. In the uh, chat room? Yeah, in the in the uh, YouTube's. Uh, not too many questions. We're getting a lot of comments. Um, although we have set 18 people watching now, so yeah, if you if you're in the um chat, I mean, we're we're looking to answer some questions. So yeah, drop and, us. and and li- and listen to this. You know. We're doing more stuff on the YouTube channel. Me and Andrew are trying to come up with some concepts where we'll be doing shorter videos. But we've got a ton of stuff on the YouTube channel. Go there. Thanks for the to almost 400 people that that tuned in to the podcast uh, through you know a couple about a couple about 120 something listened live to a part of it when we live streamed it. But it's almost to 400 on the YouTube channel. So you find us on YouTube if that's how you want to consume the podcast. Find us on Facebook. Find us on Twitter. We're everywhere. Um, All right, we got a couple we'll, comments here. Early hour bandit, um, he he makes the comment that the ND game is intriguing as hell. Um, you know that one's interesting because it's it's a nationally televised game, and um, on some level, I'm not sure I get it. Uh, you know, Andrew Luck versus Drew Brees, I guess, and I, it was a former Super Bowl matchup, but. I don't know. Like that, that's just not really a rivalry. It's, it's just kind of a token AFC versus NFC. So I, I agree well, that it's I guess, intriguing. I guess the thing is for, 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 you know, for ESPN, when they try to pick those late season games, you know, like I said, look, you know, they want teams in the mix, you know, they want, yeah. you know, uh, Fox gets to, to pick the games they want. And then um, CBS gets to pick the games they want. And then, you know, Monday night football and NBC, fight over them and they have certain picks but if you pick that game in december i the thinking for espn is one it's drew Brees and andrew luck 
So that's we feel that's pretty compelling. good. That's going to be that's a compelling. Game. But yeah. worst case scenario, one of them is in the playoff hunt. One of them is out of the playoff hunt, even if injuries or whatever happens. So it still could be a relevant game. The odds of it it being you know two dog shit six and six and nine teams is is unlikely. Um, whereas like if you you know I, I haven't looked at how many primetime games the Browns have. But the Browns, even though they have this loaded roster, they have the young quarterback, and they're the, they're the, going to be the hot, trendy team. Like they're still the fucking Browns, right? So yeah. things could go off the rails. So you you would be hesitant to like put the Browns and Tampa or the Browns and Carolina in primetime because you know that the wheels could come off, right? Um, so I think that's the reason. Um, I like the back half of the schedule, though, Andrew. I look at it, and I just see, you know, after the bye, you get Atlanta at home, you go to Tampa, you get Carolina at home, then you go to Atlanta, you get San Francisco. I mean, that's a, that's a stretch following the bye, 3-2, and 4-1. and one. I mean, I, I personally, like I said when Dave was with us, I look at Carolina, I think Carolina's in decline. I think we're starting to see – the end of Cam Newton in that I don't and look you know me Andrew I'm like you I hate Cam Newton he he's been he's one of the players for the in the Saints division I love to hate he's annoying and all that but he's been he's been very good and when he's when he's on he's on like in that playoff game he can be on fire and he's terrifying but I just think when you look at his physical skills and the way he plays, I think his decline, Andrew, is going to be rapid. I don't think he's going to be like most quarterbacks in 2019 where they age gracefully because you can't hit them and they throw the ball away. Cam Newton, I think he's going to be a guy where he's just going to be like – he's going to be – it's going to be over. And it's going to be like, damn, it's over and he's 30 – you know, and he's, and, and he's not that old. I think he's going to be that guy, and I think his decline has started – Play this tape back if they're like eight and one in the middle of the year, and y'all can laugh at me. But that's what I think. I'm actually more intrigued in the NFC South. I know you said their schedule's terrible, but Tampa. I think Bruce Arians is a really good coach. I'll be interested to see if he can pull Jameis Winston up to above mediocre. I don't see it happening. I agree with you that he's a good coach, but I am not a Jameis Winston believer. I'm not a believer either. I just know that like Bruce Arians. Is I like, just think it starts between the years, not not with your physical talent, and I just don't think he has it. I really yeah. don't. Jeff, but um, and- yeah, we got a few more questions. Let's let's uh, yeah. so um, let's see. Um, Ninja Coordinator wants to know who do we pick to have uh, on the current roster to have a breakout year. Dave, you, you got somebody you like. Well, Dave is David had to hit it. Oh, he's a goner. Okay. I'm gonna say uh, he he was the darling last year of training camp, and he was the darling early, uh, but then he got hurt and sort of went into the witness protection program. Traquan Smith is a guy. I, I think. Oh yeah. He. I think he's a potential guy that can catch 50 to 60 balls. He was really starting to come around. He caught, he caught the he caught a bunch of balls. The Drew he, he caught the pass that literally broke the record for Drew Brees. He was rolling. They were throwing him balls, but he got hurt. And a lot of times, you know, we think, "Oh, it's it's an injury and and, and he, you know, he's trying to practice and he and then he's inactive and all this." But a lot of times I find 
rookies have a hard time dealing with injuries because maybe they haven't had them in their career before in college or whatever, and they don't know how to deal with them, and it becomes a harder process. I think with him, he can be better. I think he's shown the he's got the physical skills, and he's training with Michael Thomas. Uh, I think that's a good thing because Michael Thomas, say whatever you want about him, the dude works like a madman. He wants to be a star. He wants his $100 million contract, and I think – Traquan Smith being around that will be a positive. So if I had to pick one, I'll pick him. Yeah, I like that. Um, let's see. Trotter Nation 79 wants to know, will we finally win the first game this year? How do you feel about that Monday night against Ooh. the Texans? I mean, the my thing with the Texans, is, and I, I, I probably watch them more so than most Saints fans because I'm in Houston – the thing about the Texans, their defense is good, but they lost a lot of people in the secondary. They sort of did it. They lost Matt, Tyron Matthew. They they got the corner from Denver, who's he was injured a bit, but when he's healthy, he's good. Um, they don't really have a good running game. Uh, I don't think Bill O'Brien is a good coach, and and Deshaun Watson can be very good, and he kind of runs hot and cold. But the Texans' offense. It's not really that well designed, I don't think. And a lot of times last year, it it devolved into hey Deshaun go do something save us you know and they design runs for him uh it's almost like when you play in the PlayStation Andrew and you have that one play and you just mash the buttons to get the first down you know on the run and play that's kind of what the Texans do um and they had the um who's the receiver that just signed with New England that was with Denver that was really good Demarius Thomas. Uh, Demarius Thomas. They had him, and he was actually coming on, but then he got hurt and was out for the year. I just look at the Texans. They are, um, they're ten and they're ten and six, but they're not to me. They're not nearly as good roster wise as the Colts. Um, but Deshaun Watson. I hate to compare him to Fitzpatrick because he's been to the playoffs and he's won a national championship and that sort of thing, but he's a guy, man, he's in that same sort of run hot cold, um, and he's a guy that, you know, he could he could roast the Saints secondary. So, I mean, that, that my, my thing is My thing is th- this is going to be a big test out of the gate for Marshawn Latimer. Um, you know, I thought he kind of came maybe a little complacent into the season last year, and he's going to need yeah. a good offseason, and he's going to need to come correct – uh, the first week of the season because that obviously that's as tough as the test as he'll get all year against DeAndre and and um, he, he I, I'm hoping for a big bounce back year from him and it's going to start week one I think if he plays well and he can neutralize Hopkins then I think that's a game the Saints win I mean um, let's see Romeo Della Santa asks have you ever seen four division games in a row before um, I I have to say I have never seen that. No, it's kind of crazy. I, I have never. I, 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 maybe it's happened. I, I can't remember it. Um, it's, cra- it's crazy. I mean, you're gonna, you're gonna have basically, no matter sort of where the Saints are coming out of that bye, whether they're four and four or six and two or seven and one or whatever, after that bye, those, for, those next four weeks are gonna decide where they are in the NFC South. You know, that's just how it's going to be. If, if they come out, you know, and uh, even if they're 4-4, four and four, they rock it and go 3-1, and one, they'll be right back in it, maybe a t- on the top. They go into the bye 6-2 and two and come out and go 1-3 and three in those four or 2-2, two and two, mm-hmm. it sort of will open the – 
it'll open it back up and maybe teams can catch them. I mean, that's going to that's going to decide that division. Not necessarily for the other teams because obviously they probably won't be playing four straight division games, but for the Saints, that stretch in November, that's going to decide what happens for them in the NFC South most likely, you know. Yeah, Romeo Santa also asks if Jared could ha- Cook has an above-average season. Will the offense finish number one? Um, I, I don't see that happening, uh, Romeo. I, I think when you look at the Saints and what they've done this offseason offensively, I mean, Breeze is a year older. You replace Mark Ingram with Latavius Murray. I think that's that's a lateral move. Tell the that. people, you were drinking at a bar tonight, spewing negativity via text message at me for a good 30 <laughs> minutes. You well, were it was, saying the offensive it was line is shot. Cheek. Easton is trash. You you were down in the dumps. Don't lie to the people. Like, I saw the man. schedule. I saw the schedule and I got a little sad because I'm like, man, we're 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 attacking the schedule with Latavius Murray instead of Mark Ingram. Um, yeah. and, and Max Unger is gone. And you know, Cook Cook is a nice addition, but he's 32 years old, man. I mean, yes, he's an upgraded tight end, but that's not really saying much. I mean, tight end was a wasteland for the Saints last year, so. I think the offense will be top ten. I think, you know, I think it'll stay top ten. Um, I definitely don't think it'll be number one. You know, the one silver line. And look, you know me. I used to be. They used to call me uh, Ralph uh, Saint uh, Saint Doom. You know, because I was always dooms and negative. But I felt like between twenty, you know, twenty fourteen, fifteen, and sixteen, like being negative, like it was totally warranted. But I'm going to spin the first four games. If you want to spin it as a positive, which you got to do, right? You want to be positive. It's the middle of April. We want to be positive. The good thing is, Andrew, they can get through the offseason. If they can get through training camp with minimal injuries to have all the big dogs of their schedule pretty, I mean, pretty much it's front loaded all i mean if you said the, the schedule and you said pick out the best teams i would say the rams seattle dallas and i would probably say houston even above atlanta and carolina and maybe the only other one that's close would be the colts right so the front loading of the schedule if they can get to week 1 pretty healthy to play all the big teams early before the injuries hit and attrition hits could be a positive thing, you know, because when when all these, you know, like the Saints hit after November last year where they were beat up and and you have offensive line injuries and all that sort of things, you know, the wor- maybe it's better to go to, to Seattle week three when it's more likely your offensive line is healthy than November 28th, right? So yeah. that's, the, that's the only silver lining I can take of, hey, they're playing the best. They're, they're playing the hardest part of their schedule in September. So um, there's a good it's, – maybe, it's, maybe there's better odds of them being healthy. All right, we got a bunch of questions, so okay. give me one sentence answers, okay? I'm gonna I'm gonna spit three quickly at you. We need to catch up. So, um, let's see. Justin Bruce asks, um, is Traquan Smith better on the boundary? Do y'all like Meredith in the slot, or could we use a jump from Kirkwood Carr or a rookie there? So you're the I mean, film guy. You he, answer he, that. Well, he he's asking a, a general receiver question, and I would just say, you know. Michael Thomas is going to do his thing, but I think it's fair to assume that Ginn is only going backwards. So whether it's Traquan, Kirkwood, or Traquan, um, I tra- sorry, Traquan, Kirkwood, or Meredith, 
Um, I really think two of those three really need to step up and be good this year. And I, that may be too much to ask, but I think the offense is in trouble um, if two of those three can't, can't give us something. I'm going to give a sizzling hot take right now. Ted Ginn's not going to make the 53. Because of injury? Because I think – Where someone because, outplays him. I think because – I think he's going to – I think he's going to be nicked and he's he's going to start slow in the preseason and he's not going to make it. Like the Saints will mm-hmm. injury settlement or whatever with him. Uh, early hour bandit wants to know, is Drew done after this year? I say yes. I, I mean because to me – I just can't see Drew Brees wanting to go somewhere and start over and learn a complete new playbook. And also, too, if he goes somewhere else, I'm not certain that uh, he's going to be making twenty, twenty-five million dollars. And is he going to go? Is he going to go to Denver? Right, if say Flacco bombs or whatever, is he going to go to Denver and play for twelve million dollars? Maybe, but I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't see it. Yeah, I think this is it. I mean, we'll, we'll see. I, I think Breeze is taking it year to year. I think if the Saints go seven and nine, or you know, they they don't make the playoffs, yeah. then it's over for sure. If they make the playoffs but don't win the Super Bowl, yeah, it would depend. Um, but I don't know. I, I think he's taking it year to year. Um, all right, Ralph, let, let's uh, run the air horn or the gong. I'm going to go game by game. Give me your quick give me, give me your quick 10-second assessment of each game, and I want you know a win-loss, and then we'll count the record at home Monday night against the Texans. Saints win. Deshaun Watson is terrible. At Rams. Saints win. Look amazing. At Seahawks. Saints lose. Drew Brees looks atrocious, and the arm truthers come out in full force. At home against Dallas. Saints win. Drew looks kind of meh. Okay, so three and one, which is, as we talked about earlier, if you get through that three and one, we're feeling good. Tampa at home. Win. Saints Saints give one of their A-plus performances. Okay, four and one at Jacksonville. Drew Brees looks bad again. Loss. <laughs> All right, four and two at Chicago. Drew Brees looks bad again. Loss. Loss. All right, four and three hosting Arizona. Saints win. Drew Brees looks okay, but he's 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 putting up the worst stats of his career. And we this get two week we get two weeks of the Saints are five and three, but my God, Drew Brees looks not great. The Saints are not a serious Super Bowl contender. All right, so five and three off of a bye hosting Atlanta. Saints win. Drew Brees looks fucking amazing. Not only that, on the Monday after, Dan Quinn gets fired. Oh my God. You just went from dark to the most amazing season of my life. Uh, yes. at, at Tampa. Saints, Saints win. Taysom Hill scores a touchdown on a kick return and a punt block. <laughs> Saints host Carolina at 7-3. and three. Win. 
All right, so they're, they're, they're really rolling now. Eight really and three going into Thanksgiving against the Falcons in Atlanta. Saints lose to whatever interim coach Atlanta has, and it's the highlight of Atlanta's season because weird shit happens at the end, like a Hail Mary or something, and it's the highlight of Atlanta's year, but they're like three and eight or whatever. And they torment us for a couple of days on the, on the Twitters, but we get over it because the Saints are still okay. All right, eight and four hosting the Niners. Win. Nine and four hosting the Colts Loss. on Sunday night. Loss. Andrew, Nine and Andrew five. Luck, Andrew Luck lights up a sort of beat up Saints defense. Nine and five at Tennessee. Uh, a win. But barely, but the Saints defense is getting uh, healthy, but Drew Brees is still kind of shaky. 10-5, and five, last game of the year at Carolina. The Saints lose at Carolina, and it costs them a bye, and it slides them to the four seed. So you're going 10-6, and six, four seeds still win the division. Yes. All right. I think it. I think the Saints. I think Andrew. Their roster is still amazing. They're still deep, but I just think to churn out thirteen and three back to back years is really, really fucking hard. And I just think they're gonna have regression and they're gonna have injuries at spots. And their depth and their awesome roster is gonna pull them through. And they're still gonna be fun and they're still gonna be great. And they'll get to ten and six. It just depend. It's just going to depend on their health and their playoff draw to see how it goes. But I just to do thirteen and to do to go eleven, thirteen and thirteen in a three year stretch. I know they've done it before in two thousand nine, ten and eleven. But Jesus Christ, it's difficult. What do you see before we get out of here? Uh, you want me to go game by game, or you want me to go, just give you my overall? I'll go. I'll go game by you. Houston Texans. Uh, I think the Saints come out of the gates looking good. Uh, I, I think they'll take that game seriously. They know their their beginning of their schedule's tough, so yeah, they take they they uh, take care of business there. Uh, Texans, I mean, uh, uh, uh Rams. 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 Yeah, I just feel like this is karma. Saints blow them out. All right, uh, at Seattle. I think Russell Wilson is fat and happy with his new contract, <laughs> announcing it in bed with Ciara or whatever her name is with a completely Uh, different voice than he normally has. Yeah. I feel like the five picks he's going to throw in this game at home are really going to hurt with that new contract (laughs) and how much cap he's absorbing saints upset win. All right. Uh, Dallas at home on prime time. I think, uh, Dallas comes into this game one and two. Uh, Amari Cooper is hurt. Uh, they score three points and lose twenty-seven to three. Oh my God, four and zero on this schedule, man! I, I think the podcast would be amazing. Uh, Tam- uh, Tam- Tampa Bay at home. Uh, Jameis Winston is benched at halftime <laughs> after throwing three picks. Saints win by forty. Oh my God! Uh, at Jacksonville. Drew Brees looks like trash. He's sacked eight times. The offensive line is terrible. Uh, Saints win three nothing. <laughs> At Chicago, <laughs> uh, Mickey Loomis runs into uh, the press box and pants his 
Ryan Pace in front of all of the executives. <laughs> <laughs> and it kind of foreshadows the rest of the game. Saints win by 12. <laughs> Arizona at home. Uh, Kyler Murray gets his leg broken by – actually, he gets his Achilles torn in half by Sheldon Rankins, ironically. Uh, Saints win by 17. Uh, week off, and then they go. They host Atlanta. Uh, so what are we, 8-0 at this point? We're 8-0. Yeah, Ralph and I both go to the game, which at this point we're 8-0. We're walking on water. Nothing could go wrong. Uh, and the Saints lose on a last-second field goal. Oh, I thought you were going to go Falcons. 16. I thought you were going to go 16 and 0 at Tampa Bay. Uh, yeah, Tampa's terrible. Jameis is done. Uh, the experiment with uh, what's the coach's name again? Bruce Arians. He's putting yeah, Ryan a, Griffin. It's a it's a disaster. Up. There's there's four fans at at the game, and they're all Saints fans. Uh, Saints <laughs> blowout win. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Carolina hosting. Um, Cam Newton is benched. They're rolling with Derek Anderson at quarterback, and they lose by 21. <laughs> at Atlanta Thanksgiving night. Yeah, so uh, the Saints are furious about their loss to Atlanta. Um, it's payback time. Matt Ryan is sacked 74 times. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, Julio Jones is escorted out of the building at halftime uh, for fear of his life because he's had so many headshots. <laughs> the hype train, Andrew, that happens. The hype train will be rolling. San Francisco at home. Um, I'm going to say Garoppolo throws uh, a couple – couple of touchdown passes late to make it interesting. Saints win by a two-point conversion at the end. Colts at home Monday night. Yeah, I'm with you. Andrew Luck pulls that off. Okay, so that's 12-2. Uh, and two. Tennessee yep. at Tennessee. I think they lose at Tennessee. All right, 12-3 and three at Carolina. Uh, Cam Newton's career is done. Um, <laughs> he's, he's speared. He is sandwiched. By Cam Jordan and Davenport. Crazy pills. Davenport and and uh, Jordan crush Cam Newton, and he's never the same. Thirteen and three, and uh, Saints get the number one seed. And the first game is they host the Rams, and on the last play of the game, the Rams make the game-winning field goal. Except it's called back for a phantom false start. They kick again. It's good again, but there's a flag for holding, and then they kick it a third time, and it's no good, and the Saints beat them. <laughs> and and um, McVay's head explodes, and he's just crying after the game, yes. saying the NFL fixed it for the Saints. Yep. Um, I love it. The, I love the fact that your season preview was a thousand times funnier than mine. Uh, I feel like I have accomplished my goal. I've turned all of you people on this podcast you go nothing but for the jokes. I feel like uh, it's my proudest moment ever. Um, so before we get out of here, because this this episode would normally be for uh, patrons only, but because of SeatGeek, 
Uh, I like they because of SeatGeek, we're allowed to we're not allowed we're able to give it to you free. I'd like to take a minute uh, to talk about our friends at SeatGeek. Let them take the confusion out of your ticket buying experience. Instead of shopping dozens of sites to find the best deal, let SeatGeek do the work for you. The app scans the web for the best deals to your favorite games, concerts, or shows, and rates them on a scale of zero to ten to let you know if you were getting the best bang for your buck. A green dot marks a great deal. Yellow dot Marks means a good deal. Red dot means not so great. Use the promo code ACAA at checkout to receive $20 off your first purchase. That's two free beers at the stadium on SeatGeek. What are you waiting for? The promo code ACAA for $20 off your first purchase. SeatGeek, life's an event. We have the tickets. Because we did ads on this one, Andrew, it's free. But people should sign up on Patreon. It's $7 a month. We give you a Saints podcast every day. It's amazing. Sign up on Patreon by April 1st. You get a free beer koozie. Um, do it now. It's amazing. Um, the schedule, a- Andrew, I feel like the schedule release, release really this year is – I'm more excited about that than the draft because the Saints have no picks. Yeah. And this is really this is really going to – it's like giving me juice and helping me get through the dull period and getting me fired up for uh, – for July getting here. Yeah, I mean, you know, and I, I understand people getting uh, worked up, but first of all, it's important to remember, look, God, Jared Goff blows out his knee in week one, and, I mean, it, I, this the second game is completely different. So we don't know what any of these games are going to be like. And it the, at right now it seems like it's really tough the first four weeks, but you just don't know what kind of state a team is in out of training camp kind of injuries they have, how the chemistry is going. Yeah. Every team and, is different year to year. I mean, every year we think yeah. we know what and, we're going to see. We, and we, we thought last year the schedule set up good to start. The first two weeks were they lost to Tampa at home. They should have lost to Cleveland. Let's be real. In 2017, we thought the schedule was a disaster. We thought it was going to be so hard. They Remember, they played at Minnesota and at New England, and it went like we thought. But then – Ryan Tannehill had gotten hurt for the Dolphins, so they played. They got to play Jay Cutler in London, right? Then they yeah. come home and uh, – oh, no, they, they went to Carolina and won. Then they got Jay Cutler at London, right? And then mm-hmm. they played Detroit. Detroit was beat to hell on the offensive line. Stafford had injuries. Then the next week they played Green Bay. Oh, by the way, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers got carted off the week before. So, like, the schedule for the Saints in 2017, it just – it looked very difficult to be in me, but it fell, like, exactly perfect for him. So you just don't know – You don't know, yep. How it's going to go. The thing about the opening for the first month is the thing that makes me know that it's going to be difficult is all four of those teams have really good quarterbacks, and they're not all going to be hurt. So that makes it really difficult. But – like I said in my in my prediction, this Dak Saints Pre- roster Dak Prescott, is Dak Prescott good if he doesn't have Cooper though. I don't think that I don't think Dak Prescott is that good with Cooper. Like good luck to okay, Dallas Payne. Well, you just said the first four games were very good quarterbacks, or did well, you say I the mean, first three? Well, you don't have like a rookie, or I would say Dak is like the fourteenth best quarterback in the NFL, twelfth. You know, yeah. like you don't have you don't have like a rookie or even Chicago's Trubisky, you don't have a crummy quarterback like sandwiched in there where you like know that if the Saints play good defense, they're going to be fine, you know? Um, so that's the concern there. That's all yeah, I'm saying. I mean, I, I'll, I've said it. I'll say it again. 
I really feel like it all starts with week one against the Texans and, and uh, Marshawn Latimer. He, to me, he's the key. If he comes into this offseason more motivated, playing better, um, and doesn't get a little complacent like I felt like he was last year, um, and he neutralizes Hopkins, I feel like it gets the season off to a good start and the Saints and, will be fine. Yeah, and, you know, too, um, opening on Monday night, Fans will probably take a take a, take a PTO day Monday, get nice and drunk. People will still be fired the fuck up about getting screwed in the NFC Championship game. I think there'll be a carryover. I think the, the dome will be really, really raucous on Monday night. So hopefully that can carry them and get them off to a good start. Because the last couple of years, you know, it's the opening of the season, but nobody was really super pumped about Tampa, right? So I think the atmosphere will be electric that first Monday night game, and hopefully that'll help them. So look, you got a special got a special Wednesday night podcast. You should become a patron and get so you can get the podcast every single day. But for Dave, for Andrew, uh, until next week, the bar is closed. So November tenth, we doing it? Yep. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. 
So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.